Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these two fine gentlemen, Mr. Aaron the Voice. Now, from where say, what's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Ferguson. Say, what's up, Kahai? What's up? It's Thursday, 1 p.m. That means it's time for the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. This is where we answer any and all of your ukulele questions um, or just questions in general. Whatever you guys got to ask us, ask away. If we know it, we'll give you the answer. If not, then we're sorry. We don't. We don't know everything. You know. We don't claim to, right, Kahai? <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, there's three of us here. Chances of us kind of knowing a little bit about what you're asking, pretty, pretty good. I, I think, as long as it's like ukulele related, I think you know. I think we 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 uh, we, we know a good I, amount, right? <laughs> I was like when we get. I was like when we get questions and it's like, do you know what this is about? It's like, nope. Do you know what this is about? Nope. Oh, guess we'll just wait for when Mike comes back. <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to Mike. And um, by next week, I'll have an update on when Mike Oda will be back. Okay, so just hang on to your hats, everyone. Yeah, All hang your... on to your music theory questions. <laughs> yeah, music theory questions will be answered as soon as, uh, as soon as we get Mike back. I mean, I can answer basic ones and stuff, but it's always nice. And I, I guess I could answer a bunch, but it's always nice when Mike answers it because he gives like full details of, like, you know, of, <laughs> the, of the answer. He's confident about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I think it's this. Yeah. I think it's talking about that. Tritones or this or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, like. Yeah polyrhythms and whatnot it makes sense the tri so three yeah. three tone yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's um yeah so i'll get an update by next week of when mike will uh, will be here yeah um also let's see uh we we have a brand new lesson that went up last week if you haven't checked it out yet um go ahead and go do so it's, uh i'll be leaving in blue darling so make sure you check that out uh kahai what about the u plus solos on track uh yeah it, it'll come out it'll come out it'll come <laughs> out don't worry kahai's good for it so you know like it's uh what was what? The, oh you know yeah we got a fun one we got a fun one this month yeah, yeah. i just remember what it was that's cool <laughs> mm -hmm. that's fun yeah that's a fun one yeah it's not too hard not too easy you know like that's <laughs> not too hard <laughs> too hard it's, you can make it hard i guess like all the uh uu plus souls that we've been kind of doing it's like you can make it hard if you want to make it hard like or you can just take it nice and slow and nice and easy right kahai yeah uh, this <laughs> one just the animating of the, the not too hard <laughs> no no no, no. I'm, I'm talking about like the, the actual like playing because uh, yeah. a bunch of people have you know like um have been working on the recent like uu plus solos when we're doing like the um the private lessons and stuff mm -hmm. and a lot of them have it down and they're like oh what else can i do with this i'm like that's awesome that you you know when you want to take it yeah. further than that uh, further than that which is really cool or just some people are like i just started learning this and that's usually the harder ones like when people come up and say like oh i just started doing this like two three days ago and they have something it's like man that sounds pretty good you know like mm -hmm. um i do have little bits of advice but it's more like it's kind of tough to judge and, and give advice to somebody who's only been working on it for a few days. It's like, I don't want to tell you something so obvious that like, oh, maybe if you just played it slower or whatever, you know what I mean? I don't want it to be some kind of generic uh, advice like, oh, just play it slower or just separate this or just zoom into that or whatever. Just play one phrase like over and over. It, yeah. But Although that's some, sometimes what people need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do say it, but you know, for the most part, like they just started learning it and I'm like, that sounds pretty good so far. Just, I think if you work yeah. on it for the next like four or five Keep more going. days or whatever, you know, it sounds, sounds good. 
but yeah it's, it's always a tough call where i'm like do i tell them about this because i think they know but maybe just as a reminder but it's been really good so you guys have been doing a great job all the people that i've been seeing all the people that have been trying um beautiful koi is a, is a famous one that that people have been kind of you know trying out it's a popular one that like uh that people have liked recently mm -hmm. yeah uh, i mean every day was was a good one and people are still hitting me up for vincent which is which is cool because i thought that was like a throwaway one not saying that like ah oh, yeah i guess we'll just teach this it's like i like this song but i don't know who else likes this song <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh, apparently a lot of people like that song <laughs> yeah when you told me yeah. about it you, you're like oh yeah it's this song I'm like, hmm. okay i'll look it up i'll, I'll check it out later <laughs> but yeah so let's get started kahai uh give me the first question of the day buddy yeah uh, so last week, this is a question that we couldn't get to. It was okay. asked right at the end of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Renee asks, how often do you change your set list? How often? Oh, very good question. Like never, I think. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> and how often? every time. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and every time. Every week will be different, but it, you know, like it's, it, it depends. Okay. If, how long, you know, how long your set is. So for example, if you have a one hour set, if you have a two hour set, there's so much room for play, you know, um, of like, okay, well maybe this will be my first song and this will be my last song. And this maybe is my middle song. Everything else in between those first, middle and last can, uh, can be either rearranged or some can be swapped out for different things. Um, Excuse me, and that happens like, you know, every uh, every gig. It's, I mean, we play weekly, so for us it changes kind of weekly. But we have a good idea of what we're gonna open with. Maybe the first even two or three songs, but from there it's like gauge it with the audience what you know what they want. But as far as like core songs in a um, in a set list, that's you know, it's tough because once you got a formula down, like it's i don't know i just go with like with with the winning formula i guess you know like people mm -hmm. like this but i get you though because you know i i, I want to add new things i want to try new stuff but in order you know for that new song to uh you know to kind of hit its stride or find a way to play so that the audience can enjoy it as much as we do because sometimes if it's new the people are like oh that was it's pretty good or like it's just lacking stuff still because it's fairly new um so you know like the the point of um swapping that out with something else that does that you know works is is always kind of tough but in this case how often you know going back to the original question um i will swap out maybe like two or three songs like once a year maybe right that's maybe once a year or maybe at least one, two songs like a year. And that's as much as I change up my, my set list as far as like core songs. So I think... And then, um, and then between every gig, it's always a little different. Yeah, yeah a little bit different. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, It's always from our, like, I guess our archive of songs yeah, that we can pull, yeah. pull off live. So it's, uh, you know, we... Um, like I, like I mentioned, we all always start out with the same like two, three songs and stuff. Unless something happens in the audience, like, and um, we'll play something different, but pretty rare. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll sneak in a new song in there or two. But for the most part of like, of adding like a, a big song that's, you know, that's, that's going to become a staple part of the, um, the set list is maybe once or twice a year. Like it's not, I don't know, it, it's not often. Especially, you know, and it's tough because we play on a weekly. So, and there's a lot of people that come like, you know, all like all the time. So they're, they're forced to hear the same set. But 
that's also the reason why they came back because yeah. they kind of like the set and, and they like they knowing also, they also ask for the same songs yeah so they, yeah you know what i mean like i've been playing europa since i was in high school <laughs> i've been mm-hmm. playing body surfing since i was in high school and i'm still playing body surfing because that's what that's what, like people what people like you know yeah, what i mean yeah. people like europa they're like oh play that santana song or whatever they don't even know it by name but just they just know the song yeah, yeah. although Which is, body yeah. surfing less so yeah, we, we I haven't don't been know. playing that much. Yeah, yeah, maybe once every three weeks, every two or three weeks, yeah. we'll play that song. But um, we played Bandido Tara last night, which is you know, which mm-hmm. is nice and refreshing because we normally play uh, Senor Victor. So it's one of those things that you can swap stuff out. But yeah, um, to give you an example, um, we we some of the new staples that we added, of course, like Purple Rain is is a now a staple in our. Um, in our set list and also like um, Benny and the Jets although we haven't played it lately like Benny and the Jets is another one because we knew that like okay this song is gonna you know people people like Elton John people like that you know like that big kind of uh, very uh, exciting kind of like kind of tunes like Purple Rain and and, um, and and Benny so those I think came within a year of each other like I, I put Purple Rain in and then like a year later that's when we put like um, Benny and the Jets in but we'll like put small stuff in but like big ones big changes to the, the, the core songs maybe once a year or every other year not often yeah not mm-hmm. often what do you think Aaron? yeah and then um, it usually starts off with like us trying it out mm-hmm. like we'll, rough, we'll yeah. add it yeah, add it into the yeah. set see how it goes yeah and then um and it definitely doesn't have the the power that oh, yeah, it eventually not the has. First one. Yeah, not the first yeah. One. but it, oh, man. yeah, those both both those songs are so rough in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so rough. But we just try it out and see, <laughs> yeah. and then see what what you could add to it mm-hmm. or take away from it or mm-hmm. toss out altogether. Like sometimes, yeah, we've played a song and then mm-hmm. we've never played it ever again. Yeah. Right. Kind of like uh, last week we tried the way. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. Like, but this week we didn't play it. I didn't. I wanted to play it last time, but I couldn't find the pocket of where to play it. That's always like the tricky part yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if people are into it, then I don't want to add something new that disrupts the flow. Yeah, and then know, that's like, that that's uh, <laughs> that's true too because like we discussed last week about mm. um, crafting your set. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of like if you're gonna add a song, you have to also kind of know like the timing within mm. your set that yeah. you would add that that song yeah, where that song belongs yeah in the, in the flow of like of, of the your, whole set, of your yeah. set so yeah so it's tough and i i do want to play it more so that we can get like an arrangement like uh it's always kind of cool because the arrangement evolves not at practice because we never practice but it <laughs> evolves at the show i always try to pay attention which part gets people excited you know like uh-huh. or like okay there's you know there's a change here or there's a quick change there or here's like i'm gonna hit you with a chorus do you like the chorus is the chorus catchy enough maybe if i play it like this or maybe if i sing it like like that then like that's that's what we'll capture so it's a work in progress but big changes to the set maybe once or twice a year okay um small changes to the set constant like every week if if you want a short answer to that question that's that's how I, I do it anyway. But, you know, feel it out. Like if um, there's there's shows that I've been to, like I've been to like 311 shows and uh, 311 is one of my favorite bands. And, um, and it's like, 
they play the same set, maybe one or two new songs. Although they they have like new albums all the time, mm-hmm. but they know what people want to hear. You know, yeah. like they'll they'll definitely play you know Amber uh-huh. or they'll you know they'll play um, Beautiful Disaster, and it's like yeah, that's 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 why I'm here. That's what I'm here for. You know, <laughs> yeah. As an audience member, I'm like yes, play me songs that I know. But uh, yeah, one or two new ones. So kind of like how we do, you know, we're like, we'll, we'll play the hits and stuff. But like one or two, we'll like sneak in something new you know, every now and then. So. Yeah. And then as far as, because um, you use the term set list, as far mm-hmm. as like an official set list, we yeah. pretty much never have one. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, unless it's like... Not even because, <laughs> like, yeah. I was gonna say, unless it's like, okay, you guys have like five songs or whatever, uh-huh. you know, like it's a big show where it's like, here's here's your five songs. Like for example, um, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend is the uh, the Ukulele Festival of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So because of the Ukulele Festival of Hawaii, they're like tight on time. We have like so many minutes and stuff. Um, that's not you know that's not the time to be like okay well we'll just wing it the day off or whatever like <laughs> yeah. no i've decided which you know which songs to fill in the, i think we have eight minutes or something <laughs> 10 you minutes know, like eight or ten minutes yeah so we um yeah. I, I've, I've kind of decided so now like i have a set list and I know exactly which two songs you know we're, we're playing um but there are some where it's like you guys have a five song set list it's like 30 minutes or something say we have like a 30 minute set um that is a little bit more like okay cool so we'll we'll do this 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 and this okay aaron you got it like, and um, then it never <laughs> it never happens that way it does sometimes like when we played um like san francisco ukulele festival that's uh-huh. like a 30 to 45 minute set so i'm like okay cool so we'll hit this 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 and this although the last one i didn't do that <laughs> like we wrote a set list but i think i took one out because something either like i couldn't hit the note i felt like i couldn't hit the note so i went with something safe uh-huh. and then um we replace them but not not uh often so you know if, if it's like a five song set list it's usually like okay here's the songs that we're gonna play air just just so that transitions are smoother because mm-hmm. if it's like off the you know off the cuff where like we're just you know we're, we're doing it on stage there is a slight pause that i don't like because you know we're trying to think of the songs or i'm trying to convey to aaron like what song is about to come next so there is, even though if it lasts like two or three seconds only i'd rather still have it like okay that last song was done get right into it yeah, yeah. if but, it's supposed to be a tight set yeah, yeah yeah like a tight set so but if it's like a 45 an hour set then that allows me to like talk with the audience and stuff I mean that's that's how Aaron knows what song is coming up next. It's yeah. like depending on what I'm going to say about the song that we're about to play next, then Aaron's like, "Oh, I guess we're playing that." Yeah, because I don't or, even look at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like his banter, like pre-song. Yeah, usually means that we're gonna play one of two songs. <laughs> yeah, and I have to guess which one it is. <laughs> Just be ready for whatever yeah. it is. So you know, like um, use your use your best judgment, but I think. Um, so going to specifically you, Renee, since you're, you know, you're, you're relatively new to kind of, uh, to performing and stuff. I know it's, um, it's tempting to like, to, to go out because, you know, you're like, oh, the audience deserves to hear something new or whatever. But I think it's, you know, take this time to really cement the songs that you're playing right now to, uh, to, you know, uh, sharpen those songs and so that the audience kind of knows where like, you know, where the, the, the parts to clap at or the parts to like to ooh and ah at, you know, or to, um, 
and which parts of your set that like that people can kind of relax and breathe and which parts of your set that people can stand up and clap and stuff like just take this time to really get it down so don't think too much about like okay well you know like they heard all this stuff last week so maybe like i'll play something new don't worry about it because sometimes people are like uh people sometimes people come back and be like oh i there was this uke player last week who played this song like i, I you gotta hear it it's awesome you know uh -huh. then you don't play it and they're like oh well maybe next week and then like you don't play it again like the following week and they're like okay well never mind that, you know? <laughs> yeah so there are don't worry about repeating stuff you know maybe if you if you really want to freshen it up maybe one song like swap out with you know with another song maybe one song that didn't quite work that well last week you know maybe do something else but try to give them some if you know because i know you're playing at the same place so if you're playing at the same place it's good to have like some staple songs because we've been playing at the place that we, we play it for over 10 years now you know and um and we're still playing a lot of the same stuff because uh, that's what people come down to 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 listen to. You know, like there's this ukulele player guy who plays like the, a really mean Carlos Santana song, and you know if they go <laughs> and we never play, we don't play Europa, they're like, oh well, he did play a mean song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're gonna. So the person like who brought their friend along, they're gonna have to explain to their friend like why we didn't play Santana, and then they come up and like, I really want to hear Santana. I'm like, ah, I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, I failed. <laughs> But yeah, don't worry about it, you know, like um, really hone down, you know, your your three song set list or a 30 minute set list or 45 minute set list, whatever it may be. And uh, it's don't worry about repeating stuff because it is nice for the audience to uh, to be familiar with your set because it's not just for you. It's for the audience, too. Yeah, it's kind of like think about it as um, putting in a mix CD or, you know, um, a playlist for all of you, you know, like you young kids now with your Spotify playlist that, you know, that uh, that you like, that you already like, you know, you know what song is coming up next, you know what song is skippable, <laughs> you know what song is, you know, like is a, is a must listen to, you know, which, you know, which are bathroom break songs and stuff. And, and we all need those, you know what I mean? Like we mm -hmm. have bathroom break songs, it's fine. It doesn't always have to be all bangers all the time, you know, like lose an arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, there was there was one gig that we did because we were on tour. Mm -hmm. It was probably in California, mm -hmm. and I remember because I know that a lot of performers do use a set list, yeah, like yeah. an actual physical mm -hmm. list of songs, mm -hmm. and they usually put it on the ground next to their microphone right. stand just right. so that everybody knows everybody's mm -hmm. kind of on the same page. Yeah. And I remember there was a kid that came up to you after the show and he was oh, like, can you, yeah, can you sign your set list for me? Or can I have your set list? Yeah. And then we were like, uh, I have <laughs> yeah, I can sign something kid. else. But <laughs> yeah, it's, you, could, you could see his mind blow. Like, yeah. what? How do you just not have a set list? Yeah, yeah. You're, you mean you don't, you don't plan this out? <laughs> like, uh, do you jump off planes with a parachute? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me baby we just pray <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just go and then the tandem guy <laughs> tandem guy comes in and he catches me <laughs> this makes you feel he's alive coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's coming he's gonna grab me sooner or later <laughs> no it's um it's it's actually cool because you know relying on a set list is fine because it's it's like it's organized and you know what's coming up next and it's a tight set and stuff but we are 
the furthest away from like professional musicians <laughs> as a, that, that you can imagine. Like we're really backyard like music makers. <laughs> and I don't even know if we if we should use the word musician because it might be like offensive to like real the musicians, real <laughs> <laughs> like noisemakers that like somehow like got lucky. <laughs> you know? But it, I think that's that's part of the charm is like we are just like backyard you know noisemakers that it gives people that vibe of like I want to listen to this because this is what I would like hear in a barbecue or whatever yeah, you know like and they're just, just kind of jamming yeah they're having fun yeah. you know we like to bring that energy and I think in that sense it makes it kind of unique you know people have been looking for that secret sauce and stuff the secret sauce is just like just being yourself really i know it sounds super cliche but just be yourself so for you renee like whatever you you know you like playing at home um get people to like that because that's you that's your personality and um you know that's your music or that's that's the song that you you know you like to listen to or you like to play with your ukulele and that definitely is going to come across to the audience you know yeah i i was thinking last week even too right because like we were talking about like how you you want to connect with the audience yeah. and i think for most people that is true right but then that is a, another thing to consider is like what are what is your goal of success right mm. because if it's like oh i want to connect with the audience i want the audience to be engaged and i want mm. them to have a good time then you probably do need to like pick songs that is like well like i, I know they'll know this song and they'll they can connect with this song and stuff like that mm -hmm. But if not, if you're just like, I just perform for myself, then yeah. it's like, you, yeah, if you don't care, like if you don't care that nobody's going to clap or nobody's yeah. going to, you know, respond to you, mm -hmm. then you can play like the most like niche <laughs> song that nobody has ever heard before. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a, a Tibetan throat song that I'm going to do for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like who, you know, like who knew Europa before like a bunch of ukulele players started playing it I'm, other than like guitar players or like hardcore Carlos Santana fans you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean it's not like a like you're you're in a car like oh, you know what you should put on is Europa <laughs> or, you know I mean? like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not something that people like you know gravitate to normally so it's um you know just just play it like I played it because I heard it in a pure heart CD and I'm like this is awesome and my dad's like you should play that I'm like I definitely want to play that <laughs> and um and it made people interested and stuff so it's just putting my own you know um, personality to it and i know it's not unique to me and so because growing a lot of uh, other ukulele players in in hawaii heard that same album they're like this europa thing is pretty good so you got people like chris um fuchigami play it like uh, kale you know sometimes plays that song and he <laughs> plays it with iron mango you know like with john yeah, and lopaka yeah. who was on that pure heart album which is which is cool i'm jelly about <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. no no nothing whatever just you know i'm kind of just jealous that's all that he gets to play <laughs> with, with john and lopaka but no big deal whatever kale but kale if you're ever sick or whatever you know you can't do a gig just you know think about your homeboy time <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> for <laughs> Time for a phosphorus papaya. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, uh, I'll put on my, I'll, I can shave my, my, my head and stuff, make that flat top, get my Jake glasses on, so I can oversize a lower shirt, you know, come in like, like old 1999 Jake Shimabukuro. You know what I mean? It's cool. I got my, uh, get my old Kamaka ukulele out of the closets and uh, yeah be be the iron mango <laughs> but it's cool that's that's a trip 
like I talk to Kalei about it, you know, every every chance I get and stuff. Like, how much? How what's that like being an Iron Man and playing with these like you know with these guys that we looked up to? He's uh-huh. like, and for him, this is still kind of surreal, you know. Yeah, so of I'm course. Like, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I am. I'm pretty jealous. Pretty jealous. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. But yeah. Um. God. Next question. Uh. Yeah. Jim said. Uh. How about some comments about what you think is needed for an opening song? Mm. I find that the same song helps if you are in a new environment seeking sound balance. Yeah, uh, if we talked about this last week, where like the first song for me is like um, it is kind of a a sound check song. So that's usually how I break the ice. Something you know, um, something catchy, something you know, like. Uh, not necessarily sing along because who knows that song like nobody knows how can it get over but at the end of the song because the you know the um the chorus literally goes like i want to know i want to know na na da da how can i get over like anyone can you know like that by the second time i sing that chorus you're like i know how this goes <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> yeah. this is this is gonna be good so it doesn't even have to be and i know i laid out the rules last week of like have it you know have it be like recognizable or whatever but it it also should be catchy you know it doesn't always have to be recognizable but it does have to be kind of catchy because that first song has to you know has to make up make a hit or at least grab the audience's attention for me anyway you know mm-hmm. so good elements to a uh, an opening song um catchy uh familiar if if possible you know um something that uh that gives a sneak peek at your personality or how the rest of the set is going to be you know what i mean like I, that's it's hard to explain that but i guess uh try to uh, interpret that however you think you know how you think it's interpreted but yeah like give a sneak peek to what the rest of the set is going to sound like or is going to you know it's going to look like or whatever it may be that first song very 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 crucial so great question because that's it's a make or break thing you know like if people are not into it i mean you can still get them in like the next few songs and stuff but it's uh, it's very important to get as much people on your side by the first song what about you yeah. Good, oh, well, what makes a good first song? We do you? have like a sound check song. Yeah. And then we have like a, a proper re- a regular first, first song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the the proper first song is more like that recognizable like yeah. people are going to sing along to it yeah. or like or at least tap their foot and mm. sway to whatever the melody so. Mm. Yeah. I mean all of those things. Yeah. Kahai, what about you? What's your uh, on your set list? What's your first song? I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just cross off every song with under. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate any song with under. Aw, you don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. Uh, I don't want to be under no bridges. Do... I don't want to be under no boardwalks. <laughs> snow, snow is okay. Can do that. Uh, but no, I don't want no unders. <laughs> How about how about rainbows? <laughs> no, anything overs, uh, all the overs, yeah, overs, <laughs> over rainbows. Do you like over rainbows? They're they're better, but not favorable. I want to be yeah. just in the middle, <laughs> like Jimmy Eat World, the middle, the middle. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where it's I. It's always go. tough. I love that song, but it's just you know, it's so especially here in Hawaii and stuff. Like I, I always tell people, like throw a rock, and you're gonna hear someone going. And it's nice. Yeah. It's a cool song, and it's great that like a lot of people are playing it. But that's the thing. It's just like you come to us, you know. Like 
if that's what you're hearing, where like you know, it's not really showcasing what we you know what we can do. It's just, but it is familiar, so people ask for it and uh-huh. stuff. But it's like, dude, we you know you don't want to hear anything else because like <laughs> yeah. we can do seriously anything else uh-huh. <laughs> that you probably never heard or you probably don't hear often because you know you're gonna go to a different restaurant tomorrow and you're gonna see somebody play it probably sing it better than we do yeah <laughs> like yeah. so uh, maybe maybe you play it better than i do who knows Dep- uh-huh. depends on the restaurant that you're going to if you know if you're um, if you're watching us or then you 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 go to like a restaurant where like ola uh, is playing and he plays that song for you and his guitar and his singing voice and it's like yeah it's way better you know <laughs> so um yeah love that song i have a love-hate relationship with it it's just like not too keen on playing it in in public but i do like it so don't get me wrong i don't hate the song this yeah because <laughs> i like uh there is a guy it, it's about making videos but i mm. kind of feel like the uh, advice kind of uh helps in the same situation you guys but, know a thing or two about making videos right yeah well <laughs> it's, it's more about like he said like you know you always see comments of like Hey, mm. you should do this. You should oh. do this like this other person, exactly okay. like this other person. And it's kind of like if, but if I do it like that person, then it's just yeah. the same video that that person. Yeah, did. I'll just re-upload their video. <laughs> why, why, <laughs> you know, so it's like, and it's kind of it's not their fault either, right? Like mm. that's all they can imagine is they 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 like see like oh I like your thing, but I, I know this song, so I want you to do this song. Yeah. You know, and it's like well. You don't let me show you the other songs that I can do. Right? Yeah, like so. Yeah, it, it is just like people kind of mm-hmm. probably saying whatever uh, like first comes to mind. Yeah, like, whatever they're familiar with. Yeah, like oh, I really like that. I I'm in Hawaii. The song I know from Hawaii is "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," so like I want you guys to do it. I got married know? to it, and we're like, well, I walked down the aisle to that song, so I want to hear. It. There's like always some kind of you know thing attached to mm-hmm. the, uh, the the request, but yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to ruin that for yeah you. exactly you know what i mean like now you're gonna have this like this image of you walking down and like this ukulele player just like walking out and like it's just not you know i'm sure people would be like too like oh you, you guys did a great job right but then mm-hmm. it's like instead of just showing you like this song that you'll probably hear at other restaurants or even i mean if you really want the best version just listen to is right like that's yeah. that's pretty much yeah. it mm-hmm. uh but like uh, we'll show you something else you know something else that might mm-hmm. become your new favorite memory mm-hmm. from now on right yeah. instead of like relying on just like oh yeah this is what you know us for so. also you know play what you like so i mean even if it's like a video thing where someone's like oh, you should play this or whatever if that interests you go do it like if you if you you know you're like oh yeah that might be something kind of cool I'll have something i want to try but if it's like but if it doesn't even like register to you know like oh i don't know if i even like that or don't do it like <laughs> yeah. i i mean throughout my you know decades of uh, of playing music in front of people I mean, maybe on the weekly, <laughs> like people are like, oh, you should, you know, what you should play or, you know, what you should do. I'm like, yep, I should definitely get <laughs> on. Uh... I should listen to it or something or I don't know. But, you know, like if it doesn't, um, I'm not going to be rude about it. I'm like, no, I'm not playing that or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll check it out and stuff. And I might, you know, I might check it out. Most likely I, I, I check it out, but I, you know, would, would I play it? Not really. Like very, very, very low percentage. Unless I already kind of know it. I'm like, oh man, that might work, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I've been thinking lately? Um, I want to do uh, Rodeo Clowns by Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. but I want to split it with you. Kind of like how me and Russ split that yeah, song. Yeah. I think it'll be kind of cool. Because there's like, <laughs> it's a minor, you know, like a, 
um, like uh, like a minor chord progression. I think there's some like really cool like pockets yeah, yeah. for ukulele solos in there. It's really, <laughs> yeah. really nice. We only know Jack Johnson songs <laughs> that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because same thing, you know, yeah. like throw a rock and someone's playing upside down or bubble, yeah. bubbly but, tolls or what, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. All the popular ones. Pancakes. Banana pancakes. Exactly. Banana yeah. pancakes. That's Break the one. Down. Breakdown. Or that Curious George one. Oh, yeah, upside down. I yeah. already said anything. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Rodeo Clowns. It'd be kind of cool. Because I, I was listening to it, was it yesterday, like on the way to the gig. I'm like, this has potential. I kind of <laughs> like this. But I would have to split it with Aaron. I think we don't have too much of those songs where we, you know, like, we both of us are like lead vocals. Yeah. Yeah. So look out for that. That might, that might happen. That might not. Most likely not, but <laughs> it might. You know, it might. Yeah. If it does, then if it does. we called it. Yeah. yeah, we call it. You're hearing it right now. It, you're you're uh, Babe Ruth, yeah. right? You're pointing out to the stands. Yeah. I'm, I'm and if we that. don't do it, it's like, no, no, no. I meant like further. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you go like this. and <laughs> Two years from now. <laughs> yeah, two years from now. <laughs> well, you go like this and everybody claps. You're like, oh, oh, he's going to hit a home run. And then your finger kind of just drifts down. <laughs> like, Slider. Yeah. <laughs> Bucked it. Mean, <laughs> uh, if, if I don't fall out, I, I'm pretty happy. So we'll, we'll go for a run there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, sports, man. We just, we know our we know our sports guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no the light. Go lightning or Tampa Bay or whatever. Yeah. We love sports and we don't care who knows. <laughs> <laughs> I did follow that a little bit. The Canadians and yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning was. I was like, oh, are the Canadians finally going to win one? Like, you know, win a Stanley Cup. And lo and behold, nope. <laughs> Two-time champs, Tampa Bay. And I was like, ah, see, whenever, like, whenever I fall in love with something, I should just not watch. It's all, I'm always, like, the bad luck. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll root for the underdog and stuff. And I always <laughs> lose. Guy. Just uh, wait for the season to end, right? And then you can bend it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, they won. And it's because I didn't watch. So, yeah, yeah, see? Let Canada win, man. Why don't you let Canada win every now and then? And yeah. same, and it's reversed when it's the Olympics. It's like, why don't you yep. let US win? <laughs> Canada wins it all the time. Come on, but. we don't have as much. Of course, Canada wins. You guys have all the ice up there. We have yeah. only some ice down here. Anyway, we're not trying to be sports guys because we're not. <laughs> we're not what? sports guys. Anyway, no biggest sports guys. Okay. Love the sport. Tennis. Congratulations to. Um, to the person who beat Roger Federer <laughs> because I was very heartbroken. Straight sets. Last time that happened was never. Anyway, now let's move on. I'm kind of bitter about that. <laughs> uh, Simon asked, yeah. uh, or he said, I replaced the high G string on a tenor uke with an acoustic guitar D string to Ooh. convert it to low G tuning. I noticed the string now booms way louder than the others, even more than my other uke, uh, uh-huh. also with a wombo G. <laughs> Is there something about guitar strings in general that creates this effect, or is it just that particular string slash uh, brand? Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to jump into conclusions because what if it's like, uh, you know, if it's a classical yeah, yeah. guitar, you know, like if it's a classical guitar with nylon strings on it and you use a D on that classical guitar, it's a wound, but it's still nylon, then we're in business. We're okay. Well, you know? But. Uh, you probably want to go on the lighter side of strings yeah. too. But, so, but it's but if it's like an acoustic, like steel string that is wound, and that's what you put on your ukulele, then then we really got a problem on their hands. Um, 
the ukulele is not meant for steel strings so i'm, I'm gonna uh i'm gonna move forward you know moving forward i'm gonna assume that it's an acoustic strings and then i'll, I'll oh, go classical, back I'll, classical that, guitar string no, no no i'll talk about the acoustic string first and then i'll, oh, I'll, okay. I'll backtrack and then okay. I'll, I'll talk so, about so if so in this what scenario, you're talking about yeah. is a steel string yes, a steel acoustic string. guitar yeah. string that you yes. put onto your ukulele then no, yeah it's no bueno like that <laughs> the ukulele is just not meant for that kind of tension it's just not meant for that kind of string so it's like a bad idea to uh, to put steel strings on your ukulele i know some people are like oh i tried it my uke's fine like I, it won't be like in, in like a in a yeah. year or two maybe even less you know what i mean like it's it's definitely doing it's gonna ruin your uke yeah and we're, we're just assuming too that this is just uh standard acoustic ukulele right too because other people will also say oh what about steel string ukuleles? yeah or solid yeah. body ukuleles yes. and yeah. it's like yeah because they're made for that specific type of string mm -hmm. but regular ukuleles no yeah the, the just the, the tension is not meant for that and the um the the, in the whole instrument is not meant for uh you know like steel strings so if that is what you did um, I would take it out like right away and replace it with, you know, with whatever was on there. Or if you, you know, if it, I'm guessing you're going for a low G, which then brings me to scenario B, <laughs> which scenario B is if you took a uh, classical guitar D string and you put it on there, then uh, then the answer is yes. You know, it is a little bit boomier because that's, you know, it is one, it's a low, it's going to become a low G string. So the low G string on your, you know, on your ukulele, um, because it is thicker and because now it's a different material, there's a wound material around the, uh, around the nylon, it is going to sound boomier. It is going to sound louder than the rest of your strings. So. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks back where like the balance on it is is not going to be what you expect because that, you know, that wound string is going to sound different from from your unwound strings of C, E and A. OK, now um, you can either like get, you know, get used to that kind of balance and accept that that's what the ukulele is going to sound like. Or just like how we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you can look for an unwound low G because if your goal is to just have a low G on your instruments, that's, you know, you can easily fix that by just getting a low G instead of like hunting down acoustic strings and putting them on. Yeah, um, but that's, but, that's like our, our recommendation is to use ukulele strings for ukuleles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know, you know, I know we're guilty of saying like, oh, I used to use this or I used yeah, to yeah. experiment with guitar string and, and, and I am and I did, you know, and I have or I am, <laughs> uh, you know, experimenting with all kinds of strings and stuff, but never steel strings that's that's just one thing that you know that i don't do with my uke that's just gonna ruin your uke you know mm -hmm. um and as as far as you know like this on the safe side just using like aaron said using ukulele strings on an ukulele is just a lot safer you know like because someone's already tried it or someone's already kind of um made the decision that these gauges work for that instrument um i i I think if you just kind of stick to this, you know, to the safe choices of, of getting an ukulele and there's, you know, there's wound ukulele, like low G strings that you can get and you don't have to turn to uh, guitar strings to get. And um, there's even, there's curated guitar strings that are like made for ukulele, like Diodaro Pro Artis. If you get a low G, those Pro Artis, that low G is a, is a D string, just like how you did. You know for your ukulele but that's already packaged as you that's why like it's just safer to get an ukulele um uh, specific set of you know set of strings or not set but low g string if that's what you're looking for um unwound ones 
you can you can try PhD strings. I think they have an unwound. I think um, I don't know if Living Water Strings has uh, has an unwound, but mm -hmm. you know worth. I have Worth also has a uh, as an unwound string. So there's definitely some choices out there. I tried like you know coming together with an unwound string for my uh, for my string set, but we were just kind of running into all kinds of problems. It's just kind of like it's wobbly and that and the tension because the rest of the tension is so high on the C D yeah. and A that like if I even if it was like normal tension, it would just still feel off. Mm -hmm. So the balance wasn't quite there and that's why we didn't go for it. So we went with like the chocolate, you know, um string, which is a nylon with um with plastic wound around it yeah. for, for mine. Which is not too bad because it's not like super boomy, but it, it, it works. You can hear it in some of the uh, YouTube videos that I've posted lately. Because uh, you mentioned that we we would say like oh you know you get, we used to uh, take guitar string sets mm -hmm. and then like take some of the strings from one set and then take you know buy like two sets even to make like a high G string set mm -hmm. just to get the, enough strings for them but like mm -hmm. that's we used to do that because like that's the only way to get those yes, strings before. yes and that's, and that's they right. were classical guitar yes, strings yeah, they were not never never steel string steel strings yeah. guitar sets yes yeah. So that it can be either. Uh, did they specify? Or are they online? Are they chatting uh, and stuff? I don't no, think so. No, okay. it was a it was a question from the Emails. forum. Yeah, comment in the forum. Yeah. So you know, if um, because they didn't specify if it was like a steel string or a nylon string, it's tough to answer this question. But we gave you the two different scenarios. You know. Yeah, and I, I was saying too though, mm -hmm. like uh, that we it, it was almost out of necessity that we used to use mm -hmm. guitar packs, right? But like since then, string makers have like realized that like oh we should make string yeah. sets specifically for ukulele. we already make this <laughs> yeah. we just repackage it yeah, yeah. or but so like you even, don't have to do that anymore even then too I, I was thinking like maybe this person you know they looked at an ukulele pack they saw like the diameter of a mm -hmm. low G and they're like oh it's the same diameter as this G or D on my guitar mm -hmm. strings mm -hmm. but that's even though it's like the same thing there too. It can be totally two totally different things where just the even though it has the same diameter, the tension can be different from one yeah. string to another. Yeah, yeah. So especially it, if it's a different material completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you you don't want to. That's that's why like even you know, I, even if it is like a classical guitar string, it mm -hmm. should be it's safer than using a ukulele string, mm -hmm. but just the safest to get good results is just mm -hmm. use a ukulele set, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Next. and then one thing that I noticed too, um, just like we, because we've been able to try so many different ukuleles over the years, like some of the 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 ukuleles with the most volume or the most boomy tones mm -hmm. are the ones that are built like right on the edge of exploding. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? Like the like they, the tailor. It's like yeah it's or, really thin it's yeah, you know, yeah like, like you know the the thicknesses are yeah. like right on the edge of like you know <laughs> just collapsing into itself yeah. but like you strum it once and it just like rings mm. you know and so maybe that's that might be part of it is like you, you you put the wrong set of strings onto your ukulele and it's right on the edge of imploding <laughs> <laughs> so so it's it might sound great on that one string but mm. like probably might not be the best to keep the, that string on there because it yeah it may <laughs> when i was talking we me and aaron were talking about this earlier and when i told him what this person asked and everything i said like best case scenario it 
does just sound boomier your ukulele mm-hmm. worst case scenario is your ukulele explodes like <laughs> yeah. the neck will just pull off right yeah it's like uh, now worth yeah. it now worth it man. yeah and mm-hmm. and like in the early days of ukulele making like a lot of those the vintage ukuleles now mm-hmm. um the reason why that they're they're so sought after or because like a lot of them got destroyed just over the mm-hmm. years of just having that tension on the ukulele it, just, it all yeah the bridges just ripping off. yeah yeah like yeah necks kind of bridges like, yeah. like pop off and, and it's just like they, it's because you know even with like these these nylon strings or whatever cat gut mm. strings you know <laughs> that they're they were using it mm. like it still was enough tension to like mm. make the ukulele just like collapse mm. in on itself <laughs> and probably it sounded great mm. while it was playable mm but um over the long term like you the know. yeah the ones that get sold for like a high price right it's usually because like when you look at where they kept it the strings broke first before like yeah, the neck or yeah. the bridge yeah so it's still intact so and it's a lucky why. thing like you know yeah you kind of have to like store i mean our our friend you know our our old good friend greg you know bless his, bless his soul like has a lot of like vintage and really good nice ukuleles he has like a mm-hmm. jake model when like they only made 50 of those or, or mm-hmm. whatever and he's like um and he showed me i think it was like a call loud like that the bridge popped off or whatever it was like oh it's because like did you have it you know like uh tuned up you know like all the time he's like yeah and why why wouldn't i i was like well when you're not using it you gotta loosen the uh, loosen the strings so that it relieves the tension on that ukulele so imagine you know like always being tense all the time you know like imagine uh, a person being tense all the time that person's gonna like sooner or later have a heart attack you know because that person's got too much yeah yeah, too much stress too much tension or whatever exactly yeah Yeah, you know problems so it's it's the same exact thing you know you gotta loosen the tension from that so like the wood can kind of relax and you can always tune it back up to you know to to note after you know if if you want to pick it up and play and do tune it afterwards and put it away if it's something that you're playing all the time, you can leave it. You know, you can leave it in tune because if once you're when you're strumming it, you're changing the uh, the the tension of those strings every single time. It's not just a one constant pull. You know, it's not too bad. But yeah, like he uh, he learned pretty quick. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna do that anymore because I think one of his koalas like got ruined because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's he had some rare ukes. <laughs> guy had some <laughs> yeah. rare ukuleles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so uh, let's assume that it's uh, a classical guitar string, nylon. Okay. okay. And he asked, like, why is it, why would it be more boomy, right? Compared to, like, his other ukulele yeah. with just uh, a wound low yeah. G2. Well, like, you know, like I, ex- uh, like I explained, it's, it's a completely different material from the rest of your, you know, rest of your strings. So the rest of your strings are nylon, and that string is nylon, but it has you know, like a plastic wound or some kind of wound material around it. Sometimes it's aluminum, you know. Um, but if you're talking about just like a regular low G string from a different company versus like a guitar one, um, maybe the guitar one that, that you got were meant for, you know, for a lower tension or a higher tension. It's, there's all these, you know, um, there's all these factors that kind of come in. And uh, by the time you put also on your, depending on your ukulele too, you know, like a, low tension string is going to make a difference rather than a high tension string uh, but the same tension string might have a difference between like a soprano ukulele and a uh, and a tenor ukulele or even just like say like a koaloha with like you know very minimal bracing versus like a kanilea that has a lot of bracing in it 
it's it, there's so much factors but uh, as far as um, the, the simplest answer is it's probably because this is a completely different material from the rest of your strings so yeah. the, it's going to boom a lot louder and it's going to stand out from the other strings we uh there is uh we had a friend who came in and he built ukuleles right and he mm -hmm. came in to ask your opinion on the ukulele he built mm -hmm. and he had uh wild logis on his, the ukuleles he built and yeah. i remember you telling him that is like oh try and put a high g on it because if you have a low g on it like it's probably gonna have you know like a louder sound more projecting yeah. and stuff so you know you just want to see what like almost what the baseline is with just mm -hmm. like a high g instead yeah it's always it's always good to you know like if it sounds good with a high g it's gonna sound even better with a low g because you're gonna get those lows and booms and stuff and a more like whole tone but if you can do it with a high g if you can get that same good nice crisp mids in, in your ukulele then you know you got like something really special yeah mm -hmm. it it kind of it's like uh i think it's like strings too or like you know when you get into playing instruments uh you get into like kind of filling with the parts of your instrument just to get the right sound so I, it's like strings right like you might like a certain string set on one mm -hmm. ukulele versus another mm -hmm. and you might find that it's like oh i don't really like how boomy it is on mm -hmm. this tenor ukulele but i like it on this other ukulele instead you know so it, uh, low G, mm, like don't feel like you can't try it on all your ukuleles. But if you feel like, oh, it doesn't really like, I don't really like playing it with the low G. There's just something about the sound, like that's kind of normal too. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's not bad if you you decide like, oh, this mm -hmm. is my high G uke. This mm -hmm. is my low G uke too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the low G, I think it's it's one of those things where you don't you don't actually want it to stand out very much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know because because you are playing an ukulele yeah and so you kind of want it to still sound like an ukulele like. yeah and that's that's sort of what gets some people too like uh they walk mm -hmm. into like a guitar center or something mm -hmm. and then they're like they tell the salesperson like i want i want a ukulele i want to yeah. you know i want to see and try out all the ukuleles and then they they usually the guitar center spokes or the you yeah. know salesperson is more familiar yeah. with the guitars Guitarist. and so like they, they sort of steer them towards like guitar leles yeah, or guitar like baritones yeah. because like yeah. oh doesn't this sound better mm. and it's like oh yeah that is they'll like, start ripping on has it like a deeper and stuff. deeper yeah. more richer sound <laughs> yeah. but like if you're 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 looking for an ukulele then it's not supposed to have that really deep sound mm -hmm. to it so i like yeah i heard an exact soap pitch where, where a guy was like oh check this if you have this specific it was a guitar but it can kind of i've heard this for ukulele too if you have this specific guitar, mm -hmm. you can use open tunings and listen to this when look, listen to how good it sounds with <laughs> open tuning. And that's the people were like, "Oh yeah, I totally want to buy that guitar." Uh, I listened to that. I was like, "That guitar, like, it's not bad, and it's mm -hmm. not bad either open or you know like standard tuning." Mm -hmm. The guy just like wowed them by like you know and it, it does like when you mm -hmm. you drop the tuning on a guitar mm -hmm. it, it makes it the strings like, yeah. vibrate more so yeah. it does sound louder and more like exp uh, expansive i guess yeah but like yeah. 
Yeah, and same thing for ukulele too. You know, I've I've seen salespeople like pick up a loji and they're like, oh yeah, just listen to this yeah. compared to the hygiene, you know. Uh-huh. And you can totally tell that people are like, oh yeah, that oh, that wow. <laughs> yeah, it does sound that sounds <laughs> more full. Yeah. That sounds better, you know. Like, and it, it's because like people, you know, they're they're not used to, to actually like listening to the instrument, so they're probably like more used to just like, oh, that's louder equals better that it's yeah. like a simple equation yeah. instead of like going like mm, i don't know i don't really like the timbre of that and the tone is mm-hmm. you know so so or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, it's hard to gauge but. yeah um yeah we, we we talked a lot about i was gonna you know like earlier i was gonna switch off because i think our songs are due today no but then no or do not okay I mean, good. I guess yeah, <laughs> I had something too. ready just in case, <laughs> so I was like, gonna gonna move on. But that's that's fine. But since we don't have that, it's not gonna be due next week then, because next week we have some special guests. I want to let people know about our special guests <laughs> next week. So mark your calendars because you know we had Andrew Bolino. We had, <laughs> <laughs> we had Michael. No, did we have Jake before Mike? Yeah, we had Jake Shibabukuro. So, yeah. Yep. You know, you guys thought we couldn't do any better than Jake, and then bam, we hit you with some, you know, with some Mike Odo. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hit you with some Daniel Cummings after that. Oh, oh man. Uh-huh. So, Daniel and Mark. And right? Mark. Yeah. yeah. Double, Double trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. That was the coolest episode ever. We we're all wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Cool glasses yeah. and stuff. So anyway. Yeah. Um now, who could possibly who could possibly top that? Like who? Who? Who in in the ukulele world? Who is who is the talk of the town right now? What is the hottest thing happening in ukulele? What do you, you think the hottest thing? What is the trending topic ukulele wise? Right, if we're talking Twitter. What is the trending topic, Kai? Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, it's Cameron Mazel Chi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, it is the Ukulele Festival of Hawaii, which is happening July. I should know this. Eighteen. Uh, Say <laughs> uh, It's happening basically next weekend. So um, next week we're gonna have the uh, festival um, organizers, directors. I forgot what their official title is, but but basically they're the head honchos of the Ukulele Festival of Hawaii. We're gonna have Craig Chi and Sarah Mizell joining us next week. Okay, so mark your calendars. Craig and Sarah are gonna be here next week. It's gonna be a fun time. I yeah. love I love Craig. I love Sarah. We're you know we're good friends. This is this can quickly turn into something like, <laughs> like we just talk story for an hour. You know, we were we were saving a question for Mike because it's a jazz question. Yeah. but Mike, actually Sarah Mizell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Mizell might be able to answer your question. See, so just because you waited, you know, Uncle Uncle Kahai has got something good for you. <laughs> He's gonna deliver. Okay. So yeah, Craig and Sarah, next week, Ukula on the Ground podcast, market calendars, get your questions ready. So, um, you know, you can ask them questions about the Ukulele Festival. Um, you can ask them questions about, they've, they've done it all, guys. Like, they've toured all around the world. They've done ukulele cruises, ukulele tours, ukulele festivals, ukulele soirees, jamborees, jam sessions, whatever. 
like i think they've done like um retreats like they've done so much stuff that you can ask them seriously about anything anything um they've also uh helped produce people help manage people or at least like you know help out other artists like on you know on how to get started and how to start performing and how to start teaching and how to start like um putting together a workshop or like they've they've done it all seriously like craig and sarah two of the most successful people in the ukulele world so if you're trying to be um a professional ukulele player these are the two people that you should you know that you should get to know at least you know like if you want to make it anywhere in the ukulele world um that's they're the people to go to you know what i mean like there are people to ask questions uh from they're the people to um to consult they're they're awesome so this is this is big this is this is huge yeah. craig and sarah are like the hottest things happening right now in ukulele we got them baby <laughs> i'll go all the booked it for next week guys <laughs> even like uh i was gonna say too even if mm. you're you don't want to get like to a super high level and like performing and mm. you know like doing all that stuff too uh craig and sarah are great teachers too so if you have yep. like even like basic beginner questions of like yeah mm -hmm. oh, how do i play this or how do i do this i'm sure they would have uh great insights into it you know anything anything i mean you know we're we're going to be talking about the ukulele festival but a big chunk of time you guys can just ask them whatever i mean we encourage it we encourage you guys just just barrage them with as much questions as possible because they're like super nice people and they'd be more than happy to answer anything that you guys you know that you guys throw their way but we'll definitely talk story you know like talk about our um our experiences talk talk about our past talk about some of the stuff that we've done performances and whatnot it's gonna be a good time so i'm, I'm kind of excited about next week you know maybe craig is probably gonna want to bring up a certain tournament that uh, that, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. it's, it's, it hurts, but at the same time, you know, it's, it, it makes me happy because that's kind of how like Craig got started. That's probably why he likes bringing it up so much <laughs> because of that one tournament. Craig's whole life turned upside down. <laughs> yeah, the backstory yeah. of the origins of uh, not only like Craig and Sarah, but Ukulele Underground and Craig. Yeah, because we yeah. we actually have backstories with both of them. Yeah. Uh, like pre yeah. pre like touring career yeah. for both of them, and so yeah, we, we can dig into uh, some of that. Oh, that's why. That's yeah. I know they've been they've been on our podcast before, right? Uh, yeah, I think but, so. So. Uh, yeah. Have they? I think so. But back when we were at the other office, I but think. I, I, or maybe that was just a duos. Yeah, oh, we've done duos yeah, yeah. with them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Duos oh, is, and workshops with them. This is exciting because, like, I, man, there's so much things that I want to talk Like, one hour might not be enough. This might be a special two hour episode. Like, seriously. <laughs> we'll just yeah. Out. One hour for Craig, the other hour for yeah. Sarah, because we got so much stories. We got so much to talk about with those two. And I don't, you know, unless you know us, um, like, personally, nobody really knows the story like of uh of of the the backstory of like the origins of ukul on the ground and uh, and craig and sarah and stuff which mm -hmm. is pretty exciting to to finally get to you know to tell on a podcast because it's it's cool it's it's a really cool story of uh, a, a lot of hard work on the on craig and sarah's you know part and how like they became like the phenomenal success that they are today <laughs> which is really really cool i mean i'm not saying they're like oh, who was it for no they yeah. work their butts off and you know and we were like and we're just stoked to, to be a part of that story <laughs> we yeah. like to, to have a little part of that story and we finally can tell that story next week so i'm very 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 excited but definitely send in your questions we'll try to get to as much of those as possible um yeah i've i've been waiting for this for this guest 
to uh, to come in to the to the Google and Ground podcast so we can talk. And there's there's some other guests that you know that, that I have in mind that I kind of want to talk um, talk about. But, like the Jake episode was just like, oh, let's just talk about old times, Jake. Seriously, <laughs> just sit down. Like, don't worry about Kahai. Don't worry about his questions for you. <laughs> let's just talk about good old times, Jake. But no, it's uh, yeah. I have a lot more um, more of my ukulele buddies that I would love to bring into this podcast and just talk story with. Like, I think we had Kalei mm-hmm. during the um, during the, the yeah. ukulele retreat. You know, well, when we, we talked and Kalei stuff. and Corey come in oh yeah like, that's right we did yeah yeah yeah. but you know i want to get i want to get Kalei and uh, and abe in for an episode and just us three talking about like the original like thailand ukulele festival that'd be kind <laughs> of like a you know like a dream episode for me um i i've been a guest of uh, of john yamasato's podcast but i'd like to get him on you know all these i mean he played uke you know but he's primarily a guitar player but i would like to hear his uh, opinions on some stuff and just lots of cool dream guests that mm-hmm. i would like to have um and some cool guests that we've had that some people might not know about like we've had danielle eat a sandwich that was a cool episode you guys mm-hmm. should definitely check out dr trey was another like really cool episode he's jake's teacher you know and um he's uh, he's been teaching on oahu for like for decades ukulele so he, he knows his thing make sure you check out that episode and um we had uh, we had uh, my kind with my kind, um, you know, in Bermuda doing gigs and stuff. So that was a really cool episode too. We had Taimani Gardner, mm-hmm. you know, like that that happened, and uh, with James Hill that also happened. That was that was really cool. So we have had some great episodes um, of guests that you guys can definitely check out. Now Kahai is gonna have to look at. Oh, yeah. yeah, check out that yeah. James Hill episode. And, yeah. He was just telling me about how he was hoping that this episode wouldn't have very many references. And so, yeah. <laughs> well, there wasn't any until the end. You know? uh, like, yeah, so. it's always the end. Yeah, because it's like, you know, if, if you like crossover episodes with different ukulele players and stuff, we got tons of them. You can just check those out. But definitely, those are, you know, uh, a few of my favorites, like um, ones with, you know, James and Taimane and Danielle and stuff in my. Those are cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so make sure you check those and out. All of them are still doing fantastic yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> huh. all of them. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, all Danielle them. just did like the score for some kind of a movie. Uh, yeah, it was like either a movie or yeah. a series or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, I think she's starting to tour again too. You know, yeah. like she's uh, she's looking for like house concerts to uh, you know to kind of do. I know, like. Taiman is doing amazing, you know, crazy things like with that, with you know, with her show. Uh, I know she's been having fun doing YouTube videos also. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I think is uh, Mike Hine is jamming again, like in Florida. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's starting to to gig. Oh, he's and, in Florida? No, not Florida. So Bermuda. Bermuda, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a skip yeah. away, right? No. <laughs> Often skip away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been it's been cool. Also, you know, I want to get I want to get Dead Man's Yukon. They're, they're, oh yeah, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, they they started jamming again because um, I think they they took a break for a little while. Also, so lots of cool guests that, that I want to yeah. get for this show. Yeah. Yes. And some even some unnamed ones that I'm still waiting on on a date to uh to put them on but you know they're like so busy <laughs> you know. i'm not joking they're super busy <laughs> you still you can keep listing people so i can find the links to everything Let's see who else did we get <laughs> but yeah we'll see you folks next time have a great one thank you so much next week craig and sarah 
We'll see you then. Same so, day. Yeah. Same same day. Same time. Same right. same day. Yeah. Uh no, I was gonna say same day the solo should come out on that. Oh Thursday awesome. Too. Awesome. You know? Like I, I don't wanna say now you're just putting pressure on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. That's I I, I like that. So he's Kai is one hundred percent committed. Okay. But yeah, it should be fun. Um it's it's a fun solo for you guys to check out. So make sure you check those out. Tomorrow I'll see you for the Low Friday Live Jam. And of course, as per usual, after the Low Friday Live Jam, we have one on one coaching on our, or what's it called? Is that what it's called now? One on live, live, live coaching. Live coaching here on Ukola Landing. I'll get it one of these days, you know. <laughs> I'll get our shows. Um yeah, we'll see you uh, see you folks later. Have a great one. Check out ukulelandingground.com. Peace.